It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Let's go. Let's go. I love hearing you fake the energy you don't have right now. Give <laughs> <laughs> up. That's professionalism. One to ten. How did I do? Professionalism. That was right like there. one that to was, ten. How was it? That, that was, was that nine. I smelled too much desperation, nine. and I'm gonna give it an eight. Right before that, I was right. telling the guys today's gonna suck. It's a long. I've got to do two hours here. Uh huh. Then the four. Yes. At channel three, the five, yes. and the six. Russ Mitchell's out today. Ah. So it's like. Uh-huh. Five hours on the and air. And he's like, here we go. Well, All right, know, I guess yeah. we got to do this. And he's like, hey, everybody. As soon as I'm That's right. Time. I jumped up at 4 o'clock. I was on the radio. doing oh, that. Wow. 4 a.m.? Mm. 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Why? Well, you know I got to set my alarm in succession, right? Yeah. So, like, I got a sleeping problem. Uh-huh. So, I got to I, I wake myself up in, like, increments. So, half you hour. do snooze, snooze, snooze? Uh, so, I set three alarms. Your sleeping problem is that you don't like to wake up? Is that your problem? Well, no. When I take so many sleeping pills, it's kind of hard to wake up. And you have to take those in order to... Yes. Okay. I, so, I take Ambien. Okay. So, I don't take that many sleeping pills. But mm-hmm. it'd be like, I have to wake up a little bit at, uh, at about half hour. Then mm-hmm. I then so I set a new ease alarm. Into it. Ease into it. And then by the time it's like 4.45, I can really legitimately be up so I can be at 5. Because the show, the morning show is 6 to 10. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you did the morning show today at the fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a grind. I don't know how those guys do that. I, I, don't um, I had a hard time sleeping last night as well, and I did what I, I did my go-to when I'm having. I just couldn't get to sleep. So um, my girlfriend's dog recently passed, oh. and that dog had a bunch of Valium left over because it was a real stressed-out dog. So whenever I need to like really pass you out, I down. just took two dog Valium and I just fell asleep last night, slept like a baby. <laughs> I'm not sure doctors recommend that. No, do they? probably not. Of course, their weight is so much less than ours. Two, two for that is probably like a half. <laughs> that's you. how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. See, we know, med- we know medicine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing. Took a bunch of <laughs> like, dog medicine. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's taking horse tranquilizers. It's the yeah. same stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just, you would like to think. It's, it's just, apples to apples. Right, listen, yeah, I guess. Hey, you know I, who doesn't have a problem sleeping or waking up is Bull. It's true. Happy no. Friday to you, Bull. Where's he at? What's going I mean, I've had to listen to you guys whine. We're in sports. We're in media. We got the easiest jobs on the face of the earth. Jay's making $5 million a year. I G. am. Bush is, Adam, <laughs> G. Bush is promoting every product here in North, here from here to North Dakota. If you guys got good lives. Stop complaining about it for Brian. That, hey, it's, it is. It's great. It's not all, some of us have to actually come in here, though, Paul, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, come on. Trust you know? me. I wish I was in there. I'm going stir crazy. It feels like, like, you know, when we were locked in our houses forever. Oh, you're right. When do we get you back? I Tuesday, don't know. Hopefully. Tuesday. Hopefully. hopefully. Your poor wife this- right now. Can you get a stabilizer oh. on that laptop by now? Can you please? It's just, it's so bouncy, dude. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It just bounces around like you're on an airplane in turbulence the whole time. You know Find a static want- surface, my friend. It has a static service, but okay. you know me. I bounce around a lot, so I'm probably hitting the table. That's probably if it. Somebody- Your excitement shakes the room. If somebody had made me aware of that over the last four days, then I would have made, made a point of trying well, not to hit see, the table. Here, see, here's the problem. That. Here's the problem we got. Yeah. Like, white people make suggestions about Here really top, top dollar things that yeah. you can change. Like, <laughs> see, white people can say, your laptop is bouncy, and then go get a whole new one. Like, <laughs> well, I'm saying put more books under it. If, if no, I have something under <laughs> it, right. Mike. If mine is bouncy, I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be bouncy. This is a I laptop, just not touch, a phone. I just gotta not touch. This the, is a tablet because we we have our special, secret, expensive white people computer balancers that you don't know about. <laughs> no, here's what G Bush thinks we have: a secret white people unlimited money funds account. There yes. it is. We don't have that really. They yep. just go right. They uh-huh. just go right in and they be like, dude, I'm gonna go buy Best Buy. I, I, you know, One I'll day. have it fixed tomorrow. We're, what? We have a we have a site called White Amazon that you guys don't know about. It's amazing. We, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry everybody. Everything 
guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, speaking of Amazon, speaking of Amazon, mm -hmm. you know, I hate the, do you when you're at home and sometimes these idiots leave the packages right in front of your door. Don't even so I can't even the open the door to get the package. Oh yeah, that's a bother. Yep. That's I thought you were gonna say that when they leave the package in front of your door and and you and don't leave. want them to. Like no, yep. don't put that in front of my house. They will come get that. They will steal this. Yeah, I thought the you porch were... pirates. Oh. What I can understand is in 2022. We're still doing it this way. Still what? Mm -hmm. Still. Like they lose literally hundreds of millions of dollars of year of a, a year in theft for porch pirates. And we're still just leaving valuable items unattended on your front porch. <laughs> and think how much that'll work. There's no problem. There. So think how much money Amazon's making that you can just that they're just like, that's fine. We'll just send you another one. Doesn't matter. We're I here. know. And you know what? The other thing, too, is when you order big, large, tough to ship mm -hmm. items. Yeah, TVs. we've done this. And then we, we want to send it back for whatever mm -hmm. reason. The one thing that comes to mind is this huge area rug, massive. Mm. And it was not cheap. We mm. ordered it. My wife looked at it. She goes, you know what? I don't like it in the space. I'm going to send it back. Mm -hmm. Amazon's like, no, we're good. Keep it. We'll send you the one you want. Yeah, that's what? it. What? Because it's less expensive for them it to is. not have it shipped back. Yes. Than it is. They're just like, just keep it. Keep that. Well, or, or they did that with a watch one time. It, nice. came, it came broke, but they made me send the, the, the other one back. And mm -hmm. you can turn it in at Target. Oh, yeah, wow. there are retailers that you can drop the item off oh, at. Ooh. It's horrifying how yeah. connected everything is becoming. It really is. Yeah. It's scary. It's, it's, what's scary is how easy we can order stuff. What I think, you know, we all have mailboxes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that, those things are archaic. Those are dinosaurs now. Mm -hmm. Like, let's face it. The U.S. Postal Service isn't long for this world. No. no. It's just not. In some form. In some form, right. we will have a mail delivery in some form. Yes. Yeah. But this every day stopping at your house and, and how much money they lose a year, mm -hmm. it's got, we, there's got to be a better way. So I also think that with all the technology we have, instead of all of us having a mailbox, I think we all should have a package drop box that we leave on our porch, and the only people that can open it is... Us and Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos when he wants to he'll send a link to our phone yeah and it'll say open your package box yes we'll hit a button it'll unlock they'll put it in they'll secure bro. it done yeah, bro let Jeff Bezos pay for that for everybody he absolutely he yeah, of course he is he's listening right now and he, he he we have to order the drop boxes from them that's okay and that's fine and if you if you're a Prime member because they're right. always trying to boost their Prime membership yeah. you get the drop box for free that'd be crazy yeah. yes that's no, crazy that's worth their investment in that's probably crazy in a billion. Probably but it's it's smart no 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 it? that's crazy you need that's crazy good you need to have that. Please, somebody, would they get Also, you know what else I want? As long as we're pie in the sky, because yeah. sure. that's never going to happen. But I want Amerizon. You know what that is? No. That's Amazon where you only get stuff from America, so it's way more expensive. I, I, the China I thing agree. You should have the option. Is so crazy. You should have the option. I just want to still have the option. If you don't want to use it, right. use Amazon and get cheap shit that breaks all the time. Yes. Jay Crawford has Amerizon. Come has come into the building I think you just, with two groundbreaking yep, joints go. that I would sign up for today. Yeah. You know what? You, they hide I think so it, well where the companies are located. Yes. They have shadow companies, yeah. and it'll say, you know, when you really start digging and you get like 18 consonants with yeah. Zs and Cs, and you're like, mm -hmm. well, that, that, that's China. Yeah. Yep. But you don't know that when you go to order that. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible the stuff that we get from China. And think about it. You, I paid two, three extra dollars. I would. Yeah. If, if it costs, I, mean, I, I pay two extra bucks for something. Well, but a lot of American here. companies are now building stuff outside of America because they don't want to pay Americans a reasonable wage. They'd rather pay slave wages well, to people. Well, you know in what other they're countries. doing, Bull? You're right. But the reason they're doing that is because China's doing it. Ch so China is the world's retailer. China's the Walmart of the world. Yes. Yeah. But they're they're building products and selling them cheaper because they're paying their people nothing. Yes. Yeah. And so in America, we want. We want our workers to have a livable wage, but we don't want to buy expensive things. It's Go a, to Walmart and look at the lines. It's a real contrast. And so at some point, here's the what ah, we're going way into the geopolitical yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Uh, let's get off yes. that nonsense. <laughs> let's go. We're let's not move it, fix keep anything. it moving. Bull, start with we're, you. We're not gonna fix anything. No, we are yeah. wasting eight minutes talking <laughs> about nonsense. Uh, um right. DeQual Jackson may or may not be on the show. He's got he's got something going on. We're hoping he joins us. I'm excited for this. Mike Polk's gonna. It's a kind of game show ish. We're yeah. It has to do with our our uh, viewers and our followers who love the emojis that we have of ourselves. Yeah, the new membership we we're just offering. Ask, yes, we asked uh, our our members and just our viewers in general to say 
what our emojis ex are expressing for You're each right, of us. Right, see? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that later. They gave us some great responses. Okay. We're going to go over those. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Whenever Mike takes control of a segment, it always makes us laugh. Right. Tyvis is going to be here. He's going to give his last thoughts on the Browns and the Buckeyes before we go into our football weekend. Mm -hmm. Also, pre-written headlines. Did you guys turn them in? Yes. yes. Um, I forget Mikey, what my Anthony, is this a thumbs up? Is it a thumbs down? How were they in general? Entertaining? Entertaining, but a lot of similar thoughts. A lot of similar a thoughts. A lot of similar thoughts, which is the theme of the week. Okay. We're all kind of yeah, I know. Page, so. I know. I mean, this, yeah. this deep into the season, it's getting a little hard to be overly creative. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're very. I, I found I'm, I'm sitting there trying to make a I'll play be honest, on fish though, and yeah. fins. And <clears throat> Anthony came up with the production headline today. Good. He's done some creative stuff. I think this actually might be the most creative thing he's done in wow. the seven mm. eight months. Okay. That's a low bar. Okay. As much as I enjoy the pre-written headlines, <laughs> I like his little tidbits that he puts in there in, in these, graphics. These are good tidbits too. Yeah. Good all right. Tidbits. Very good. And we're going to do a Cavs Warriors preview. Mikey McNuggets had us all hyped up to do this on, on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And then we came to work on, on Thursday morning. He goes, guys, uh, or no, it was, it was Tuesday into Wednesday, I think. After they took that. No, it, was, it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday I into Thursday? I said Tuesday night for yeah, Wednesday Tuesday show. into yes. Wednesday. We come in Wednesday. He's like, yeah, guys, my bad. They're not playing the Warriors tonight. We're playing the Warriors Friday. Real quick, can we just say that I, I realized again when we were playing the Kings, <laughs> I, I, we will get back into that, Sacramento Kings. Is the Sacramento Kings not always the NBA's Island of Misfit Toys? Oh, where you boy. just say, oh, that's where Harrison Barnes is now. <laughs> yeah, you're that right. is that, that I is said Sacramento that King. with yeah. Harrison Barnes. Yes, yeah. every team. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a it's third funny. Lopez brother. Man. And I wonder. Polk, your favorite players on the Kings. Who? Delhi. Oh, yeah, Delhi. Yeah, yeah that, I, know he I, is. I heard that too. I said the same thing about Mike Brown. Oh, uh -huh. Mike Brown. Mike yeah, Brown's you don't even still know. in the game. You don't even. It is the island of the Sacramento Kings. Can you imagine getting sent there? Oh, gosh. No, I know. Horrible. It'd be, it'd be, it would, it's, uh, you know you're at the end of your rope yeah. when that's where There's you're There's no going. making it out of there. It's a black hole. It uh, is. It really is. It's a black hole. You just go and die. But we're giving our final Browns thoughts. Bull, I want to start with you. Um, we yeah. kind of get a clearer picture now of what's going to happen on the injury front. Uh, we were talking about it on the morning call this morning. If you, if you haven't practiced by today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, you can be a game-time decision, and you can play, but how effective are you really going to be? Tell right. us what your thoughts are on who we know. We know that Denzel is going to play, and for me, that was the big one. Tell us your thoughts on the injuries, the guys that were, are going to be there, the guys that we are hoping are going to be there, and where you are on all of that. Well, my guess is that uh, Wyatt Teller will be back this week because he had a limited practice two days in a row. Right. So usually when an offensive lineman <clears throat> gets a limited practice, he's going to play. So I'm assuming he's back. I think the interesting thing on the offensive line is that Jack Conklin uh, practiced on Wednesday but then did not practice yesterday. And so I wonder if something happened there because he, you know, usually if you get the veteran day off, as Petonio does, as Miles Garrett does, Clowney sometimes, that's usually on Wednesday, not Thursday. Right. So it's a little weird for him to have a limited practice. But I'm not that worried about that because James Hudson, when he has had to fill in, has done a great job. The disappoint, and, and I just assume JOK would be out again this week. I, you know, but but David Njoku not playing to me, guys, is a big deal. Well, now, he hasn't been ruled the, out, right? Right. I'm gonna say he hasn't been confirmed, but right. he hasn't practiced at all. So, and that's that's a little troubling. Right. If he, you know, it's a sprained ankle. So if he's not able to go even limited on Wednesday and Thursday, that makes me wonder how's he gonna play. Bull, have you so looked at the he, weather for for Miami? I know the hurricane. Yeah. is through Florida. My hope is it's going to be clear and not a wet field because I think if it's a wet field, you could just about rule Njoku out. It's supposed to be a nice day. I think a high of 78, partly sunny skies. So it should Beautiful. be pretty much perfect weather in Miami on Sunday. So that's that's the biggest disappointment to me because I think we all kind of assume that off the bye with a sprained ankle that Njoku would be back. But obviously that sprained ankle at least it seems, and again, we'll find out this afternoon if he practices at all, if he gets in a limited practice today, 
then I'll change my mind. But as of now, it does seem like he's not going to play. And, you know, certainly they could use him to be a little more diverse offensively. But as you said earlier, Jay, I think getting Denzel Ward back for this game is huge because obviously their one-two punch right now is the most dangerous in the league. And so having Denzel Ward in the mix, because you can't stop Tyreek Hill with one guy. It's not like you're putting one man. Not even like you're going to put Denzel Ward on him to shut him down. There's nobody can shut down Tyreek Hill on his own. But you want to have all your best DBs. And Greg Newsom's a little banged up, too. He's had limited practice each day this week, but he's expected to play. But you want to have all hands on deck in that secondary to be able to slow down not only him, but Jalen Waddell and try to – because the the goal with these guys, to me, is just don't let them – just don't let them break you, kill you for some 75-yard completion. That's the key. Even if, right, even if they have a decent game, but there's not that one huge game-breaking play, I think they'll be all right. That's that's what you have to avoid is that that huge one where you you, you maybe you blitz and you don't get there and it's one-on-one yep. and Tyreek Hill gets over the top and it's over. That yeah, or, we can't have that. We, we, we can't have that. And we, we were talking yesterday, which it seems so odd, G. Bush, that with all these – he's at, approaching 80 catches – and with all this work, he's found the end zone three times. And it's it's almost like when you pitch to a power hitter that's in a home run drought, mm-hmm. you kind of hold your breath because you know that sooner or later that mm-hmm. lid's going to be blown off. And you, you just you come into this game hoping that he doesn't break a couple against the Browns and find the end zone. He, he, he can do a couple of things. The first thing that he's able to do is, he, you know, we talked about, he can run straight past you, yeah. right? Um, it, we saw it a, a couple of times uh, with, with John Johnson when he played for Kansas City. Yeah, uh, he just got behind him. There was really nothing we can do. But another problem with, with Tyreek Hill and trying to defend him is the fact that he can catch a slant and he'll give a guy a move. And then the next thing you know, he ran out of three angles and he's, he still went to the house. Yeah, so it's like if you give him the positions throughout the field and, and, and you give him if you're going to play zone because you want people did not we want to keep everything in front of you. They still are fast enough to get behind the linebacker in front of a safety and catch the ball in open space. Now the problem is how do you get them on the ground, right? So for me, I look mm-hmm. at it. The one of the, the biggest people is JOK. He has the speed to, to keep up s- seemingly more than Taki Taki and other guys. But you know, he has to be able to be a good tackler tackling this space is going to be huge because they can throw a five-yard slant, a screen pass. They can throw a quick little short stop route, and guess what? They miss it. You miss a tackle. They're done. So you're going to have to have a lot of people on the field that are rallying to the football. You can't assume that one person is going to make the tackle. And and I just think this is going to be a very interesting game. And Joe Woods' defense is playing because I <coughs> usually I would tell you get, get after Tua, but I think that you have to do it in a number of ways, not just blitzing because you do leave them on the island. And you, and you, you got to take a chance. Jalen Waddle and the rest of the guys, they can go right past you. So mm-hmm. if you don't get home. So I, I think they're going to want to get some pressure with four. They got to be multiple in the way they do it. Um, but this, this, this presents a, a unique set of problems for the Browns that I think they haven't seen this year. Mike, I always like getting your read because sometimes you're amazingly positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all over Surprisingly the sometimes. And yeah. then other times... You're super pessimistic. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm manic depressive, so. Yeah, so I know. It goes I think all, it probably plays into it. It goes so all we, over. So we found out so, two things. Yeah. Uh, I don't sleep. And, and, I eat, yeah, and and I eat dog drugs. Yeah, he, no, dog. no, no, no. Uh, so where are you this week? Like, if, if your confidence meter goes to 10. Yeah. I listen to this, and I listen to all, like, I've been reading about it, of course. I've been hearing it on the radio. I've heard you gentlemen speaking about it. And about how we match up and concerns about this and that. And it, it really doesn't matter when it comes down to it, does it? Because we know what this team is capable of. We know how good they're capable of looking. We know how bad they're capable of looking. So all these things where we're saying, I think we have a slight advantage here. And our defensive line might be, that really doesn't matter because it's just what team's going to show up. We know we can, it's unlike in past years with the Browns, we actually know that we have the goods and we can win these games, which is a nice comfort, as opposed to in the past when we knew we were going into these things. And it was just like, I wonder how we're going to lose and how bad it will look. Right. But now, we, last week, or two weeks ago, we beat the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and we did it pretty considerably. And that was the same team that looked terrible against New England. So it's really just a matter of who shows up. And, and so I, I'm, in the, I'm in the dark. I'm, just, I'm at that point in the season where I'm just like, 
you, I stopped trying to look at as much at, I mean, it matters who's injured. It matters, all that kind of stuff. But other than that, it's just like, are they going to play this week? Or yeah. Do they feel like playing this week or don't they? So that's really kind of where like I'm going into it. It's a quiz every week. You just, you don't know what's coming. You don't. You don't know so, what team you're going to get. Who, yeah, who am I going to, who am I basing it on? Am I, are we comparing this to the team that we saw play beat Cincinnati? Are we, you know, are what, the, what I'm wondering is, is this not just the DNA of this group, of this team, with the, even with the leadership folks that are there? Because in hearing you talk about that, we did the same thing to the Bengals last year. Yeah. Yep. We, Why? At their place. Mm-hmm. And we also lost badly to the Patriots last year. Yeah. Again. And so, I'm, as I'm looking at, it's like, sort of the DNA of, of this team, the makeup of this team, the thread, the common threads that have been here now yes. throughout the Stefanski era, I don't understand. I know that all teams are going to have good games. And all teams are going to have bad games. And there's a variance between your floor and your ceiling. Mm-hmm. But it seems with the Browns, their ceiling yes. is here. Their floor is here. Yes. And that variance gap is just. You're totally right. Too big. And no, one of the reasons. Guys, that I'm I think is, you're wrong. Go ahead, Adam. I think. No, I, you are right. But I think that the fact that you're making it seem unique is wrong. It's not. No, I know every team has a variance. But, Bull, it just seems like our great games. Yeah. are not just okay, they're like the, the Bengals looked entirely inept against us last week and last year. They looked entirely lost. And then there were other games last year, where and the Patriots are, it's a good example both this year and last year, the Patriots games, you look at how bad we looked. We couldn't move it on offense. We mm-hmm. couldn't stop them on defense. I know every team has a gap between the floor and ceiling, but it just seems like ours is so wild and so erratic that, to Mike's point, what the hell are we going to get? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, but guys, I just you, we are so focused on the Browns, we're not paying that close attention to other teams. I could give you half the league where I could say the same thing about them, including the team you just mentioned, the Bengals, where they're high. Look at what the Bengals look like against the Browns and look like what they, what they look like last week against Carolina. Yeah, so, but that's your team I mean, that went to the Super Bowl last year. Bullets a little. It does seem a little bit different. And you know okay, what? They, I, and I would say that they they are a little like the Browns too. Yeah, they are a little more like them. Now, obviously, you can't Most use the Eagles because they're way. undefeated. But it yeah. just seems like we always talk about culture and taking the next step. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it. it I, I I'm fascinated with golf. You guys know I love yeah. golf, and I love talking to professional golfers about their mindset because I think that sport more than any is one between the ears. Yes. And every golfer has always told this to me when I've asked about their games and their approach. They always say this. Every guy on tour can make every single shot that we have to make. It, th- what it boils down to is how many of us can make them at the highest percentage. Yes. We're all great. And that's like in the NFL. They're all great. They all can make great plays. They all can score touchdowns. But what golfers will tell you to be successful, to be a top 10 golfer, you have to eliminate your bad shots. Mm-hmm. You have to minimize your bad shots. And with this team, it, it seems like they can go out and win the club championship at any local club in the country, and they can also shoot 102 at a U.S. Open qualifier and miss, miss the tournament. Depending on their mentality you, that day, too. That's you, part of it. Yeah, know, it's a big I, part of it. Ahead, I mean, Will. but guys, again, we could say this about so many teams. I just don't buy. I think we're freaking out. Like, this is why are the Browns like this? I think if you, if you, if we all followed every other team as closely, we'd find this to be the case with twenty teams. Well, at we least. all watch the league, Bull. You also have to right, understand. but we're not watching them. We're not watching all these other teams as closely as we watch the Browns. Yeah, so but like, look at the, we also have a history. I know, but we're, here, Bull, that you have to remember where we have been the joke for for like thirty years. The go-to punchline. Right, so, Nobody's ever like, boy. I I haven't seen anything that inept since the San Diego Chargers defense. It's always yeah, but around. If, so if, we we are we have a pre like we're the bar. Yes, we are. So even but if that's Mike, not if, as true anymore, that we're, yeah. that there's still re, we are still feeling that in the back of our heads. But if if anything, the Browns have been not part of the norm for many years. They've been so bad they haven't been up and down. This year they're more in the middle, like twenty something yeah. other teams. The league, the goal of the league is for everybody to be average. And yeah, the, the league boring. has kind of reached that goal with only a few teams. Ah. There's a few teams that really suck this year, and there's a few teams that are really good. And most of the others, 20-something teams, give you weeks where they look phenomenal and weeks where they look Let great me, and then weeks where they're in I between. Just, what I'm saying, Bull, is I want to be the yeah. Bills. No. So even when sure, you lose, you're losing in close games that you could win. You're not having that blowout. And uh, then you're not blowing out the AFC champion one week 
and losing to a team that missed the playoffs in the AFC by a lot the next week. G. Bush, champion of the bench. I, I got I, I got something for and, and I, I was waiting to break this. Um, I've had a little theory and hypothesis all along. Um, we've been talking about one Nicholas Chubb and his carries, right? Mm. Um, today I was talking to Nathan Zagur. We interviewed him, and uh, Nathan brought up a point, and I I made it a point that I wanted to see if the pitch count hypothesis was correct. And this all ties in. You look at uh, what Nathan told me. He said, "G. Bush." The first thing he out of his mouth, he said, "They don't want to have over 20 carries because they want to keep both guys healthy." And the second big thing, which is the, the smoking gun a little bit, is the fact that he said the Browns have an analytic and a number that says Nick Chubb has diminishing returns after carry 18, 19 to 20. He said that the Browns feel as if he is not as strong mm-hmm. approaching 20 and that they want to keep both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb within 30 touches combined. Now, <laughs> well, we've kind of figured that from we, a distance. We kind of figured from distance, but now that I know that they have an analytic that says they're not going to, you look at his carries. G. He's Bush, not, just about every back in the league, though, has diminishing returns after carry 18. Sure. Yes. Unless you're Derrick Henry, and even Derrick Henry. Right. But, but some of these backs, you, you'll hear them say, it's almost like he gets stronger as the game goes on. Yeah. But, Chubb, you're saying, is not analytically one of those guys. It's not, but, but they feel they feel inside their shop, they feel that that number is accurate. They think that the, if we keep him under 20 carries, that's where he's most effective. Now, the problem with that is what happens when you have to stay in the game. So we've seen Nick Chubb a lot mm-hmm. of times with fourth 12, quarter, fourth on the, quarter on the sideline. Drives me nuts. And you're like, why is he on the sidelines? Well, listen, Stefanski, and there's a soundbite of him acting upstairs. If you go watch NFL films, by the way, this is how you know I'll be up all night. You watch the NFL top 100 players. It's a three-minute clip. Stefanski's on the sideline. He has a sheet. He says, what do you want, coach? He's talking to Van Pelt. Right. What do you want? He said, you want Chubb? Yeah, let's get, it. Let's get Chubb the ball. He runs the ball. Next clip. How many, how many carries, how many carries does he have? He says, okay, cool. He runs them again. We don't know what the answer we was. We don't know what the answer was. Right. But the fact that they are charting, he has yeah. his yeah. – During it. the game. That confirms what we've been saying all yeah. along. He's on so a sometimes, hard, fast pitch. Sometimes count. when we need him in the but fourth quarter, they're like, we've already used him 19 times. times. So, so, so hold on, Bull. No, that doesn't no, mean no, he's no. not on a count, Bull. Listen, here's the thing. So if you go look at it, he had 23 carries. But the game before, he had 16. Game before he has 12. Sure. They got a couple carries that if he doesn't sure. use them the week before, they can dip in to get a they couple carry carries. Over like here airline there. miles. It, yeah. it carries over. They're like carryover. Guys, I got but, no problem with that. But, but it's under 20. It is never going to be over 25. Now, the problem with that bull is you just talked about the situation with why is it? Why are they so wildly swinging? Well, here's the point. When you have to do something during the game and you're game planning and you look at the flow of the game, Sometimes you're going to be looking at Nick Chubb and be like, ooh, he has 12 carries already in the first half. Mm. I only got eight to play with it in the second half. That changes the way you call the game. And if your team is predicated on the strength of the run game, that means you're going to have to lean on somebody else like Jacoby Brissett, which is not what you want to do. No. But well, you are but being that, dictated gee, that by, the, by, the, by, the, by the, the, the stats. The analytics tell you how much they can go. By, by the way, the reality is probably most teams do the same thing, number one. Number two, they have Kareem Hunt, who's a better number two back than any other team has in football. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's a massive drop-off from uh, from Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt. I, I, I just, you know, and as the season goes along and as we get into the playoffs, I think those things go out the window in terms of, if, you know, having just a feel for it. And, yeah, and, well, for and the some reality- teams, I mean, but, but, but Bull, for some yeah. teams, I'll give you the baseball analogy. Um, you know, the, the the Guardians were in a situation where there they is. were sitting on their ace. But the analytics said, nope, don't nope. throw them on three days rest, and Can't we're home. We, and, and we're home. While the Yankees looked at the analytics and said, the analytics be damned. We're throwing our guy on three days rest, and, and, yeah. and, they, and they moved to the well, ALCS. So, I know you're of- right. Here well, and there, game- you can go over it a little bit. If but- a pitcher's count is 100, he can go 106. But you're not going to go 115. And but Jay. Game Go seven ahead. of the World Series, they went against the analytics. They pitched a pitcher on three days rest. How did well, that work out? in that situation, you're right. No, listen, and the analytics tell so, you that the ERA will go up. It goes up right. almost two runs a game on three days rest. 
The Yankees looked at that information and said, you know what? There's got to be, for every seven ERA, there's got to be a three ERA. We're going to roll the dice and think that our guy can give us the three. The Indians, right. well, Guardians. it worked for the them other, in that case. It worked for them. We'll never we don't know if know. it would have worked for Bieber. Yeah, we'll, we'll, never know. we'll never know if it would have worked for Bieber. We don't know. Yeah. The way Bieber pitched the second half of the season, I would have much rather lost with Bieber and if he, on the mound than in the dugout. And if he would have gotten but injured or blown that game, that then we'd the all game. be talking about, we'd all be saying how uh, we can't believe that he pitched when they pitched That's Bieber right. that None day. None of us were saying that going into the game. No, and, I thought... And, yeah, you're right. We weren't. We all felt yeah, fairly we ruined comfortable. That, man. But what, what I thought we were going to do was going uh, more of a bullpen, bullpen. game. It never yeah. turned into that yeah. because you know uh, I, we know we know what happens from there. We but have an the injury reality, update, guys. Hold on, hold yeah, on one got, second, Paul. We have an I injury update. We, Go ahead, McNuggets. Okay. Go ahead. We do have an injury update from Mary Kay. Jok back on the practice field today. He is back, according to uh, Mary Kay. That's after big. Missing Wednesday and mm-hmm. Thursday. And Joku still working off to the side, mm-hmm. dealing with an ankle injury. So Joker. Mm. Back on the field, and Joku's still working on the sideline. Teller back at practice as well in limited capacity. Okay, that's great I'll news. take that. Yeah, that's great that Teller thing's big. Bull, what do you make of that? I think it's great that you have JOK back. He'll certainly be able to help, as I think G was talking about before, on the defensive side. And it looks like the offensive linemen are coming back. And even the fact that Njoku kind of worked on the side a little bit gives me hope that maybe he can get out there. I mean, I guess we'll see how they officially list him after practice. Because right. I don't think the the media could see the whole practice. I think media only sees. Yeah, part they of it. kick them out. Yeah, they they kick them out after they, right. basically after calisthenics or whatever the stretching they do. Are the they beginning. savvy enough? Uh, forgive my ignorance on this to hide their hand as far as in front of the media, where maybe Njoku goes goes in and takes some passes inside or something like that because they don't want it to be reported that Njoku's playing, or do they not think that far ahead? Well, like the, Bull, you could jump in on this. My yeah. knowledge of it is the league is, is very, very, very particular on how injuries are reported. Okay. Um, obviously, with gambling and yes. with all the money that's changing hands, right. um, they, they, they try to use that as the great equalizer, but it's almost a joke because for years, Tom Brady, I think, was listed on the injury report <laughs> from the time he started right. his career to the time he left yeah. Tampa right. Bay. Um, so, you know, that's, I just wondered how much they messed up. I don't know. I do think they think about it a little bit guys, but like too. Yeah. Right. You could list him as limited. Like maybe the Browns feel like Njoku's okay. And if he practices today, they're going to list him as limited because in the media portion, he was working to the side. So they can list him as limited. And in their minds, they may think like he's 90%. He's good. Right. Right. Hopefully that's the case. I'm sure they use some smoke and mirrors uh, here and there. Tyvis Powell joins us now. Tyvis, what was your experience with it, um, with, with the injury report and how teams can sort of play, play a little bit of games with, with what they actually report to the media? Well, a lot of the times, if you you have to have at least one practice in there. So very seldomly are they going to have guys that don't practice all week and then go play in the game. So if you're if they listed you as limited, that could be as far as coming out doing warmups and doing an individual period. Like that's limited. Mm-hmm. But until you get the team period, that's when you'll know whether or not a player is going to. Those team periods usually are the reason are the answers to if they're going to play or not. You know what, Tyvis, man? Let me let me talk to you real quick. I see you with your little chain on. What you got there? Oh, uh, uh, I keep that. Tuck that in. You got, you got a little tin can. A little tin can. Bro, I'm not a gloater. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a modest rope. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a little something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You, I, we gonna work on that. You gonna double that up? We'll are, you you holding, are you holding? Are you holding that microphone like a crooner? What are you holding that microphone, Tyvis? Yes. What? <laughs> Put it down on the desk. We are professionals. Get a stand, man. Why are you calling this Listen, man? To... <laughs> so, all my life, I always wanted to be a rapper or a singer. So this I is see. Like, okay. You know, no, it looks yeah. It looks hey, tell, I want to so... rock the mic now, like they do. It's like Steven Tyler. Hey, there, girl. The text. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he has decent pipes. I didn't expect that. Very I well should have. Can't tie this, dude. We should have known he could sing. Of course he could. If sing. he wanted to, he could go pro right now. And he'd have a gold he record won by noon. Yeah. By noon. Yeah, I don't, a... Jay, Jay, I don't like to brag, but you know, I could have been in the tip. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like to brag. <laughs> yep. He'd be in the new temptation. Tyvis never changed, man. Congratulations on that Duke. Uh, you got that Duke treatment, man. You good, man. Shout out to you, man. Your beard looking decent. It's yeah, filling in. Real good. I like it. Wait, I'm what not kind of what treatment did it's he get? filling in nice. That's called a Duke. What is it? Fill me in. It's a Duke. It's, it's by S-Curl. 
Like it's like a treatment. You put it in and you, you, you don't comb. use Duke. Jay? It's like a comb through. I'm not. Oh, I'm, not use Duke. I'm not uh, aware of the Duke culture. <laughs> the Duke. It, educate me. It's not in our. It's not in your stores. It's not. <laughs> the Duke, the it's Duke. not in our stores. No, it's not. It's not on it's, white Amazon. Yeah. No. The white I'm Amazon. About, Amazon does not about sell Duke. The pool and uh, shaving it down. Actually. Okay. I'm about to go ahead and get my Dequel and Leroy Horde on. I'm about to go ahead and shave my top back and then go ahead. There you go. Wow. So you're going to go clean on top and just the full beard. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You know, because it's inevitable. It's coming soon. So, you know, I might. Why? Because the, the, the hairline, you're starting to get LeBron going? Like the hairline? No, 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 no. No. I'm, oh. kidding. I'm just thin. You know, I'm just thin. The, the hairline is not going anywhere. He's, yeah. the hair on He's maturing. He's maturing. It's starting to thin out. So, you know, at some point, some point I got to let it go. So, you know, I, I want to get ahead of the curve. It'll know, end up looking good. He's been at home. He wants to make his own decision. He's been at home having life decisions. I just wasn't supposed to be like this. He's having life decisions right now. Don't, <laughs> don't have the life decisions yeah, right now. No, no. <laughs> oh, that's still you good. Man. You good. You get a Steven on that. Yeah, you get a Sharpie on that. Bro, <laughs> kind of looks like LeBron's head five years ago. The Carlos Boozer. You, no, you could go yeah. Jerome Bettis, where you, your 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 yep. beard and hairline looks like a geometry project. Uh -huh. Where you got like these <laughs> incredible angles with yep. protractors and every, everything's perfect, I'm dark not, straight lines. Looks like made out Legos. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed to do it. Like I. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be cool either way. Whether I know is, yeah, that's what's frustrating. I, 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 the the right. key is the My, key is you you get married before, and so that way you locked in anyway. Trick them. So yep. Locked in. So mm -hmm. You, you yeah. locked in them savings. You're like a bald Trojan horse. You want to sign up today? Lock in the savings. Those savings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike. Mike said, well, "You're right. That's that's why we're angry. See, because as we started losing our hair and getting old." It, it, the game was gone. Yeah, but Tyvis got that pretty face where he just gonna—he's gonna be Tyvis no matter when. Yeah, no matter what, it'll look fine. You gotta—I told Bull before, man. You gotta be able to make him laugh. You know, you make him laugh, you go a long way. Well, Bull said that's a a bunch of bull. He did say that. Bull, now listen to me. To quote to quote Brad Sellers, he said that's some BS right there. Bull shot in here. Stop with the nonsense already with this make you laugh. Some people care about it. Most women, just like most men, are shallow as crap. <laughs> most people are shallow, and they that don't true, care about bro. making them laugh. Equality. You should always do this. Oh, oh. oh no. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, that's absurd. Why not, would not. I? It's not, it's not worth it, you know? Because, see, now he's a meme. So why that would I look like a tattoo. Like, like the fact that looks like. Jay, do you remember the show 100 years ago, a kid's oh show? You're the only God. one besides me to be old enough to remember this. Yeah. Do you remember there was a show called Davy and Goliath? I do like remember Davy and Goliath. No, 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 And no, you're no. right. It's no. like the snap-on no. air cap. Davey. That looks like Davy and Goliath right there. Davy used to come on and it's a show called Gumby. Yes. And, yes. Hello, yeah. Davy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I remember that. Yeah. He teaches me some religious lessons that? in the middle of my Gumby. That's always nice. Yes, he does. He looks like he's claymation. That's what Carlos I didn't Cruz know that like, those were like religious propaganda until I got older. Uh, yeah, they, they, they got me, man. Hey, Praise listen, God. Bull, yeah. Bull it Winkle, worked. They fooled me. Bullwinkle was, I was like, I, and, and <laughs> next on this episode, will the communists win or not? I'm like, whoa, I didn't yeah. know what. <laughs> right. That was complicated. I was like, why? Did, I don't understand. These Cartoon voices. propaganda. Yeah. Make yep. it end. Yeah. Make it stop. Um, hey, uh, Tyvis, uh, Brown's final thoughts, because we're, we're going to get your thoughts on that big, Big Ohio State Indiana game coming up oh, tomorrow. Big ball, Class big of the game. Tight. We'll big do that game. before we leave. And uh -huh. and if you can't say all you need to say about that game in ten seconds, we're gonna mute your mic. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> give us your, <laughs> it, wow. it's Indiana. It's give Indiana, us your final True. I know. All right. So my final thoughts is this: I've been sitting back and I've been thinking about the Browns. And you know, since we are a cover three team. You know, when I was on the show Wednesday, I said it's gonna it's gonna depend on that pass rush, and that is still true. But we were in cover three a lot, and you know who's important? If you watch the Dolphins' film on their offense, they run a lot of dig routes. You know, Waddle runs the dig, or they run the over route. They got Tyreek Hill run the digs. I think we even Deep showed over. the shot chart where a lot of his passes either go to the left or to the middle. If you're gonna run digs against cover three, the hook. Proper, which will be your Mike and Will linebacker, is going to be huge in this game, man. I don't know who they're going to put there this week. Uh, Deion Jones was one, and then the Mike, I 
we don't know because they keep rotating them all. But those two guys are going to be key because when you throw dig routes, they typically tell them to run them to the hashes. The ball should come on the hash. If you run a hook, if you're a hooker, your your drop is actually 10 to 12 yards, one yard outside the hash. So if you hit your landmark, it actually should run right into you. But the routes are going to probably be run a little bit deeper, so they're going to have to get depth, and they're going to have to be able to play that dig route. Tigers, I, I got a question. The, 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 you just said that. I, I, I see the dig, but what I'm terrified of is the deep over because if, they don't, if they don't bring nobody and he got time to let that thing develop, Tyreek Hill is going <laughs> to run away from everybody, and he's gonna, he'll, run it from the, he'll run it all the way across the boundary <laughs> to the field. And then you do about well, it. Well, that's the thing about that. So if they run the over route, right? Guess who responsibility that is? The linebackers. Well, th- <laughs> that's, that's, that's why it's so terrifying. It's the linebackers. So listen, the way you have oh to do it God. is mm-hmm. the linebackers that's have to good. be pretty. They got to be smart this week. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Seriously. This, this is looking bad. Go that's good counsel. No, if you go back and watch. I always give credit where credit is due. You go back and watch Seattle. KJ Wright, when he was at Seattle, when they played Kansas City, they would put Tyreek Hill at the uh, at number three, meaning mm-hmm. he's the closest guy to the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and on the ball, which is an a, a indicator that this guy is going deep and over mm-hmm. because that's a that's a beater to this defense. So KJ would look and see that. What he would do is. Typically, linebackers are five to six yards off the ball. KJ would line 10 yards up off the ball because he knew what was coming. At that point, if you see these guys and you know they're going to run that over route, forget the run. Forget it. Like, if they run the ball for eight yards, that's cool. We'll line up and play. But you cannot let this man beat you on the over route deep. So, linebackers going to have to play with some depth in their uh, initial drops this week. Are we going to get the Bengal, the defense we saw against the Bengals, or are we going to get the defense we saw for the first six, seven games this year? Well, I think they're going to have to go with the Bengals. If, if they yeah, have any well, shot of winning this game, it has to be the Bengals. That, that pass can they duplicate rush, that, though? Can, can they duplicate that against this double well, receiver threat team? Well, we're going off of history. History tells us that after we play the New England Patriots, we always play great defense, and we've got our New England Patriots game out the way. And since then, the defense have come to play. I think these guys, it's going to have to be communication. Remember, I drew it up on Wednesday. They're going to have to have a lot of communication, which the secondary has done a great job doing these last couple of weeks. And wow, the defense somehow seemed to have gotten better. It's funny how a little, a little conversation can take you a long way on defense. What, what's crazy is it's happened two years in a row, Ty. That just gave me a great conspiracy theory. Do you think that's Bill Belichick just waiting until after he beats us, and then he's like, all right, let me show you what you're doing wrong, defense. <laughs> he's like, get in here. He's like, well, here's what you got to do, you dumbass. What the hell? <laughs> he fixes our defense after he plays us for the rest of the year. That's my theory. Because so he loves, he still wa- he still loves us deep in his heart. <laughs> hey, you brought up somebody, Tyvis, that I wanted to ask you about, actually. Uh, uh, Dion uh, Jones, is that his name? That's his name. Uh, the Browns he- picked up. Up. I didn't know oh. anything about him, and we just grabbed him. And I don't know of how he's doing or anything like that. I just know that he, we fit, we grabbed him to fill a need, and, and you've been watching. Yeah. Is he is he doing what he needs to do? Last game, he had a really good game. I thought he played. Okay. So the thing about him is like he is undersized, but he does do well in coverage, and he is a he's a pretty decent tackler. I mean, look, he had a sack and everything. TFL nice. quarterback hit. The guy flies around, and the good thing about him is now he's back in the defense where he was that Pro Bowler. So to him. It's just knocking off a little bit of rust, re uh reestablishing himself in this defense, learning it again. He which shouldn't be hard because it's a very simple defense. And once he gets back to that, I why was, he, why was he available? Does anybody know why he was available? Uh he wasn't happy in Atlanta. Because so. he, he, he uh they said that he got into it with the D coordinator in Atlanta. Like they just okay. So they came in and switched the defensive scheme, and he just kind of don't fit that scheme. He's not that great of a player to fit that scheme. So they kind of nice. like, ah, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, 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 I agree. Like, I think he's looking better each week. Cool. Which is what you want. The more he understands the system and plays in it, the better he's going to be. Is we going to get some bracket coverage this week? Uh, do, do you think we're going to see some bracket coverage? I, I, I look at it as I watched some stuff on New England when they was playing Tyreek Hill. And what they was doing is they would like they would have somebody follow him over the top. They say the linebacker or the corner got him and they'll bracket and put a dude over the top and yeah. just let 
Kelsey do his thing. Now, I don't know if you could do that because Jalen Waddle could do the same exact thing that he can do. Um, but will you see any bracket coverage on either one of these dudes? <clears throat> so, yeah, you definitely will. Um, they're going to probably come out at the beginning of the game, probably play at Imus. Um, but when we played him, so when I was in San Francisco, he was in Kansas City. We we tried that. Every team that I've been on has tried to bracket coverage uh, Tyreek Hill, meaning that wherever he's at, there's an extra guy there to be over the top. And when that happens, you're leaving yourself um, subjective to the other guy getting off, and which mm. would be top, which would be Jalen Waddle in this. Now Waddle's game to me. I feel like a corner could play him man-to-man and be kind of effective on him. It sounds crazy to say that given his stats, but he he's fast. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I think one-on-one coverage, like if they was to say we're going to shift our coverage to Tyreek Hill and put Denzel Ward on Waddle, I think Denzel yeah. could completely shut down Jalen Waddle. I like and that. you could have all your coverage on Tyreek Hill. I, I, I could see that, but – I don't know. I just I think it was one of those ones you have to see how it goes and be able to make those adjustments in game. We're going to get the pre-written headlines in a second. Before we do, I've got one last question for you. Is this the biggest test of the year so far for Joe Woods? Just just from a scheme standpoint and knowing the weapons that he has to stop. I would definitely say 1000% it is because I would say next week would be if Josh Allen is available, but this week for sure is definitely the hardest task because it's not easy. Cause if you, if, if things get out of hand, it can get out of hand fast oh. and they can, this team run up 40 points easily. So trying to get cause you're not going to stop Tyreek Hill. Like there's no absolutely way to stop him. The only thing you can do is try to affect Tua um, and try to get some pressure in his face, which me and Leroy sees differently on this. I still think that every now and again, you got to find a way to put some pressure on, t- on Tua to make him uh, uncomfortable in that pocket. And to keep him but, honest, if he yeah. thinks he can just yeah, drop back every single play with no pressure, <clears throat> well, gonna do that. He'll, he'll, pick you to, he'll pick you to pieces. I don't want no parts of that. But, like I, but Joe Woods, got, he got the pieces to get it done. As crazy as it sounds, he has – this secondary is good enough to get it done, and that pass rush is good enough to, to have cause havoc for Tua every play. Oh, hell, they just be. have we've to be. we got, got, got Miles Garrett on that line. It better be. All right, do we, we, we want uh, uh, Ty to start with his pre-written headline? Should he go first? Yeah, Tyvis is going to go first. We haven't even gotten his take on whether Ohio State's going to win. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Exactly. How dare you? We need break, the analysis. Break the game down. You have 10 seconds. What's Ready? it come go. down to? So what it comes down to is our ability to be able to run the ball. Yes, we should be. It's a 40-point spread or something like that. We should That's definitely crazy. take care of business. But it's never a guarantee. Uh, Indiana is going to sling the ball, so it's going to give our secondary chances. What I need to see out of this secondary is that they have the ability to make plays on the ball. I'm still a little bit uh, scared about our corner play because I haven't seen any interceptions from them. So that will be interesting. But the interior of our offensive line, as far as running the ball, will be under a microscope this game. They have to be able to show that they can effectively run the ball when they want to because I think if this team had to have it, like if it was a down fourth and two and we were going against one of those teams that's projected to be in the CFP, at this present moment, I don't think we'd be able to get those two yards. And that's a major concern for me if we're talking about winning the championship. Yeah, especially when you look at what Georgia – I mean, I, right now, as, as optimistic as I am for the Bucks to mm. win the Big Ten and make the CFP, I just know what's waiting for them when they get there. That Georgia team just looks they, – they remind me a little bit – of the LSU team with Joe Burrow that won it when I mean they, I don't know I don't know who's going to match whoa. up whoa. who's going to beat them. Whoa. Yeah, listen man. Whoa. Smoke show. Whoa. What what's their weakness? <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean like LSU whoa, didn't Jay. have a weakness. I watched LSU and I said they're dominant on both sides. I think that team was the one of the best college football teams I've ever seen. But I'm looking at this Georgia team and what they did against Tennessee who I I've seen three or four times this year and I thought they were legit. They just they just shut them down. And so I'm looking at Georgia saying, okay, how yeah. do you beat them? Are you going are, are you going to be able to put up 40 on them? No. Are, are you going to be able to stop their offense? I don't think so. And that's the way ah, I, ah, I, think, I think. I think the biggest thing that happened for Ohio State was the fact that Alabama lost. They might, oh, State might get to the national championship, mm. right? Yeah, they might see. But, but listen, we don't want to get there. I, I'm talking about winning it, and winning anything could have to get by Georgia. Something could happen. Anything can happen. No, you're right. A you fluke, know what I mean? A, a fluke could happen. Stuff happens. So uh, getting there's the you know. But 
I want to congratulate you, Tybus, for finding something to say about the Ohio State-Indiana game for like 35 seconds, and it made sense. And you had me until you pretended for a second, like, you got to be careful, though, Indiana. Yeah. I'm like, well, I was like, all right. Okay. I wasn't, that's not what I was never going to say that. You tried not. a little bit. All right, what's your pre-written headline for right. the Browns and the Dolphins? Do you want to do that now? Yeah. Tyvis, you ready? Yeah, Are you I really know, ready? I don't remember what I, I, don't remember <laughs> I, what I said. Lot, I'm Steve. the same way. He forgot it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember. Yeah, not the same old Browns. The defense hold defense to a season low score. Listen, oh. I, 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 y'all might call me crazy, which at least you call it. That's a Drake. Boom. Everybody knows. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those games to me that I don't think the Cincinnati game was as fluke as people think. <laughs> the way you they've think been that's playing more defense. Who we are. I think they are. I think they they turned the page. I think they, you know, this team has battled adversity, which you need because when you go through adversity, now you have those real conversations. Wow, my daughter's coming downstairs. Let's just see there. Here we um, go. Cameo. 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 That was like a nice. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, beautiful. Get on up there, little girl. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, my God. Uh, this is so already cute. my favorite moment in you. Anyway. history. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> oh. yeah, so I think that the defense is going to come to play. I think that that pass rush is for real. That that right there is what's going to propel everybody. Now that the defense is communicating, if you communicate, you, can be, you can't be stopped. And I think that this secondary is going to be up for the task. Denzel's going to be fired up. This is his first game back from from being hurt or the concussion. Yeah, throw up the fifth. Man, you yeah, might as well just go. stop talking. <laughs> this is useless. No one is paying attention We're to only you. Looking at We're your only daughter. looking at your daughter. For That's the it. first time in UCSS history, you are not the prettiest one on the yeah, show. Yo, yo, like, like, oh, That's listen, true. They you might try to hear that. <laughs> hey, tell her to tell all her friends to like and subscribe. <laughs> 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 and keep us in the rotation right behind Hey, Blue's that Clues YouTube and demographic does skew young. Exactly. Hey, Tyvis. Yes. Tyvis, how many points are the Browns defense going to hold the Dolphins to? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Season low, he said. Listen, yeah, season low. I'm going to say 21. Well, they've given up. There was one game the Dolphins only scored 16, so then you'd be wrong. Your headline would be wrong. Oh, oh, that was see, hold on, wait a minute. See, let me let me throw an asterisk in there. Was that the mm-hmm. game? Did Tua play? Yes, he did. It was his first. It was his first game back. They beat the Steelers sixteen to ten or something like that. Oh yeah, we we're well, getting fourteen points. Then there we go. 21-14. Browns. He has spoken, Tybus. Thank you. Thanks, Tybus. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.